0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.
2: And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you on this Tuesday. I want to give you a heads up about one of the things we're going to talk about today. Very important subject. It's... (laughs) I know it's going to be shocking. We're going to delve into another angle of the subject of race. And I, I want to give you a heads up about this because I want to encourage you. Perhaps there are people you know. That you would like to hear this particular discussion, I'd encourage you to give people a heads up about that now, because we'll delve into this a little bit later on the broadcast. The beginning of this discussion is actually connected to the controversy over the, the man who does the Dilbert comic strip. And I've had so many thoughts about this in recent days and we're gonna discuss that, but also some related materials that I'm I'm just so eager to get into to talk about today. Because I do strongly believe that there's a perspective that I'm gonna offer here. You're not gonna hear anywhere else. It 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 amazes me. Of course I'm not surprised. Because we have a culture that really focuses on outrage and hysteria and panic I Want to make it very clear from the beginning my heart and my purpose is redemptive What is the redemptive path forward for us? And I hope you as a listener of this program Will partner with me on this that's really what I'm asking for that we do something different that makes a difference doesn't just pile on to join one side or the other but really offers an alternative way and says let's stop the arguing the fighting the hate across the board and believe me folks Let me just if you have any question about where I'm coming from on this issue. There is plenty of hate to go around and I want to cut through it all cut through the nonsense and Get to what really matters. I Hope that's helpful. I Want to begin with a really cool and I would even dare say cute story. I love this story And it emanates from my former home state of Kentucky. Here's the headline reported by NBC News. Very brave and honest Kentucky toddler points officers to fugitives hiding spot. (laughs) This is such a funny story. How many of you have experienced this, especially as a parent? Parents who... Maybe try to get away with something. And you have a very honest child. And sometimes a not-so-wise child. Like myself. I'm raising my hand right now before I even share this story. i got to tell you this because this just came to mind. Here's a memory of mine. Indiana State Fair. And I don't even know the ages. There was a cutoff for the age to be able to get a child's t- admission ticket okay i'm telling on my late father here i'm not trying to throw him under the bus but i'm really more exposing my big fat trap so here's my here are my parents representing my sister i don't know if it's the older or the middle sister as being a certain age and what do i say oh no she's this age <laughs> Oh, my goodness. There's just a certain honesty about kids. They want to make sure the record is straight, right? This is absolutely hilarious. Get a load of the story. So authorities visited a Williamsburg home. This is in Kentucky looking for a fugitive. The toddler declared, it's good to be honest. We shouldn't lie. She's inside the room next to the bathroom. (laughs) This is great. So deputies are praising this very brave and honest toddler for pointing to a fugitive's hiding spot. When adults of the scene refused to cooperate. Officials from several agencies were searching in Williamsburg for Tina Hicks of Williamsburg. This is a small city about 100 miles southeast of Lexington. I've been through Williamsburg. Whitley County Sheriff's deputies, Williamsburg Police and Kentucky State Police were trying to serve Hicks with a with really multiple outstanding warrants for her arrest. No adult family members were willing to say whether or not Hicks was in the house. That's when the toddler stood up, put his hands on his hips and stated, it's good to be honest. We shouldn't lie. She's inside the room next to the bathroom. This is great. So deputies found Hicks there. She was served with two outstanding Whitley County Circuit indictment warrants charging her with possession of meth and drug paraphernalia as well as four other outstanding warrants. Interestingly enough, the sheriff's office said the child was actually visiting the family and didn't live there. (laughs) The sheriff's office said he was healthy, intelligent, in no way appeared to be abused. He was just at the wrong place, wrong time. And they made it very clear if deputies thought he was a potential victim of repercussions, this would have been dealt with. But a shout out to this toddler, brave and honest toddler, characterized by Kentucky deputies for... Basically, ratting out a fugitive when the adults were trying to hide this woman. (laughs) This is a winner, isn't it? I love these stories. I told you the other day, I think it was yesterday, we were talking about the Murdaugh murders. The documentary and I'd encourage you to watch the Netflix series it's a three-parter it's kind of funny I was having a conversation with another friend of mine who really wanted to watch this together and I I'm so intrigued by this I was going to watch again uh, and A friend of mine was wanting to watch this late last night. I was like, uh, no, I'm can't do it. Just can't do it tonight. But I may do it tonight. Start watching this again. It is it's riveting. And a lot of people have been very carefully watching this trial. The defense now rested its case in the double murder trial of Alex Murdoch. He's accused of killing his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, at the family's hunting estate, June 2021. We're approaching the two-year mark here. This is the first day. Yesterday was the first day of week six in the trial. One of the requests was for the jury to visit Moselle, the hunting property for the Murdoch family. Where Maggie and Paul were killed so the trip is going to happen jurors will travel to the property after the state is finished calling its additional witnesses that starts today the defense called a forensic pathologist who challenged the state's theory the fatal shot to Paul came through his shoulder so they're saying this would have an impact on the possibility of blood being on the suspect. In this case, Alex Murdoch. So in any case, this is a trial that resumes this morning. It's probably already underway. And we will let you know if there are any significant developments in this case. Still to come, we're going to delve into the real cluster that's going on at the Fox News Channel it is a mess. Stay with us. Back of the Vince Coakley radio program, and my apologies to the, uh, really, both stations, folks on the board for going a little long in that last segment. If you'd like to join the conversation, GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800 trade 1110 800 1110 Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line. It's 71307 on that text line. Previewing our conversation that's coming up, and it's a conversation about Scott Adams, who is the man behind Dilbert. While Adams is not entirely wrong, it was very stupid of him to say, whites avoid blacks. How does that help bring people together? Well, obviously, it doesn't. From the upstate, race, Obama separated us. As much as he could, now his clone is trying to make it even worse. There's zero forgiveness coming from the black community. For the record, I don't think Scott's asked for any. Revenge and payback are the themes these young people are being taught. Victims that need not try because they just can't win. Saddest place to be. I have empathy. New leaders are needed badly in my view. Boy, am I with you on that. No, Vince... It's called we as a society want to cancel the man who created the Dilbert comics, but not the man who funded the coronavirus that killed millions of people worldwide. What someone says is more threatening than one you actually have that kills people. That's my outrage. Hey, I'm completely with you. We have very weird priorities, don't we? Very weird priorities. This person, in fact, says, let's cancel Dr. Anthony Fauci. (laughs) Good luck with that, folks. I find this intriguing. As a black man that votes independent, I'm not surprised or even upset by what the Dilbert creator comments. I'm not one that tries to get people fired for their opinions. I'm actually glad it came out. It lets me know where people stand on topics I now know how to deal with or not deal with. With people that share similar comments. What I found sad is I was able to pull up old shows and quotes of black conservatives that said similar or worse things about blacks. So now what? Well, that I hope to address a little bit later in the broadcast. First, I want to get to this really Really interesting thing that's going on with Fox News Channel It is a mess it is a cluster it really is And it looks to me like The Fox News Channel is gonna find itself on the hook for a lot of money That's the direction this thing is going What am I talking about here? Rupert Murdoch a different Murdoch, the one whose name is actually spelled like a Murdoch, testified Fox News, their popular commentators endorsed Donald Trump's false claim. The 2020 presidential election was rigged, even though Murdoch said he doubted the conspiracy theory right away. This has come out from a filing a defamation lawsuit. Murdoch added some of our commentators were endorsing it. This was part of his questioning under oath in a $1.6 billion, with a B, $1.6 billion suit by Dominion Voting Systems, which included excerpts of the deposition in a court filing yesterday. The question posed by a lawyer about the endorsement of a stolen election. Yes, Murdoch said they endorsed. Fox News accused of helping to promote false claims. The voting machine maker flipped millions of electronic ballots away from Trump as part of a vast conspiracy involving corrupt Democrats and foreign hackers. A claim still touted by the former president and many of his allies. Murdoch testified he seriously doubted Trump's conspiracy theory right away. It's fair to say you seriously doubted any claim of massive election fraud? The Dominion lawyer asked. Oh, Yes. And you seriously doubted it from the very beginning? Yes, Murdoch replied. I mean, we thought everything was on the up and up. I thought that was shown when we announced Arizona. Remember all the controversy about Fox calling Arizona? There were people really upset about that. And this ultimately meant Joe Biden won the election. So Dominion has put this out. And it's pretty obvious what they're doing here. They are. Carrying out part of their trial in the court of public opinion. This is intended to really take the Fox News channel down a few notches. Now the trial is coming up in April in a Delaware state court. Dominion wants the judge to rule in its favor without a trial. The voting machine company argues the depositions of Murdoch and other supporters It supports the claim Fox broadcasts the defamatory claims while knowing or recklessly disregarding the truth. An earlier filing by Dominion cited text messages and emails to show a slew of on-air talent and executives knew the theory was bogus. Even so, Fox News went on to report on the conspiracy theory for weeks after the election, repeatedly hosting its biggest proponents, former Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell and longtime Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, among others. Now, Fox criticized this, putting this out there as an attempt to generate headlines rather than put forth valid legal arguments. Bottom line here, this is not good for the Fox News Channel. Fox saying their summary judgment motion took an extreme unsupported view of defamation law that would prevent journalists from basic reporting and their efforts to publicly smear Fox for covering and commenting on allegations by a sitting president of the United States should be recognized for what it is, a blatant violation of the First Amendment. Fox also argues the text messages and emails cited in Dominion's earlier filing failed to support the case because the seemingly damning comments weren't made by someone whose statements were allegedly Defamatory. Dominion said the case should proceed. Fox asked the court to hold it as no legal responsibility whatsoever for broadcasting even the most horrible allegations that it knows to be false as long as they are newsworthy. Hmm. Dominion claiming Murdoch was cozy with Trump's campaign, going so far as to give Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner access to Fox confidential information about Biden's ads, along with debate strategy. So, as I said, this is a mess. And there's more about this about one of the hosts. And we'll talk about that as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us.
1: This is the Vince Coakley radio program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince.
2: Back on the broadcast, let's go out to a call and there's a sentiment expressed like this on the text line, but Randy would like to talk about this on the issue of what's going on with Fox and this Dominion lawsuit. Uh, Randy, good morning, welcome.
3: Good morning. Uh, glad to be on the show. I love your show. Thank you. Um, I, I'm i just frustrated, I think. Uh, it, it seems like the left is always getting over on the right, meaning there's always accountability for Democrat or Democrat associated uh, things, but we never see any accountability. I mean, look at CNN. They have been proven to be liars, liars, Jim Acosta, over and over again, but nobody does anything. And that's that's probably why I'm going to switch from a Democrat to an Independent. Not that that's going to do anything. It's just my way of showing my frustration with the Republican Party. And I don't understand why nobody does anything. I mean, look how many people have been convicted of a crime on the Democratic side, zero. Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> yeah. Schumer, any of those guys, nothing ever happens to them. And I think that's why a lot of people on the Republican side that I have friends with are so frustrated with what's going on. Um, that's that's really all I wanted to say uh, about that.
2: I fully understand your frustration. Uh, very much appreciate your call, Randy. And I think a lot of people, you know, they... This gets into that theme, the general theme of of injustice. No no matter where it's manifest. It's like why do the bad people seem to get away with everything? The the scheming, manipulative, deceitful people. And then, you know, and I want to be very clear about something lest anybody get the wrong idea. I'm not I do not believe all Republicans are pure and all Democrats are vile reprobates. I think that's not a line of thinking that I want to encourage at all. I will say that the major influencers in the party and the system, the activists, who are basically trying to turn America into a socialist paradise of some type, Yes, they are. Monsters. Many of them are. And they've done some really underhanded, nasty stuff. With impunity. And there's no consequence. I get it. More on this Fox News story. One of the other revelations that came out from these depositions made public yesterday. Ahead of the April trial in one stunning revelation, Rupert Murdoch, the chairman of Fox Corporation, replied in an email to former House speaker and Fox Corporation board member Paul Ryan, the guy many of you love to hate that veteran host Sean Hannity has been privately disgusted by Trump for weeks. Remember, this goes back to right after the election. The exchange regarded Trump's spreading of election lies following his November 20th defeat to Joe Biden. The voting technology company, as we mentioned, is suing Fox News, saying the network knowingly aired election lies and conspiracy theories falsely implicating Dominion. So this is a very interesting set of exchanges that are covered. January 12th, Ryan, Paul Ryan, discussed with Rupert and Lachlan, Murdoch, an article called "The Alternative Reality Machine," about how the right-wing media ecosystem created an alternative reality for those who had come to rely on its outlets for news. Ryan believed that some high percentage of Americans thought the election was stolen because they got a diet of information telling them the election was stolen from what they believe were credible sources. Rupert responded to Ryan's email: "Thanks, Paul. Wake-up call for Hannity." Who's been privately disgusted by Trump for weeks, but was scared to lose viewers? Hmm Ryan added the sooner we can put down the echoes of falsehoods from our side the faster we get into Principled loyal opposition. I truly hope our contributors along with Tucker Laura as in Laura Ingram and Sean get that and execute Rupert replied back, just talked at length with Suzanne Scott. I believe she's a producer there. Everything changed last Wednesday, January 6th. She thinks everyone is now disgusted and previous supporters brokenhearted. The filing also noted Murdoch and Scott, the CEO of Fox News, Discussed the day before the January 6th attack on the Capitol having Tucker, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram issuing a joint statement declaring Biden had won and putting an end to the election conspiracy theories which fueled the attack. They discussed whether Hannity, Carlson, and Ingram should say some version of the election is over Joe Biden won hoping these words would go a long way to stop the Trump myth that the election was stolen. Scott told Rupert, privately, they're all there, but we need to be careful about using the shows and ticking off our viewers. So nobody made a statement. The next day was January 6th. Interesting stuff, isn't it? I just thought you ought to know, and let me just say something. It doesn't matter in some sense what the left does. They're going to have to answer for who they are and what they do. But our supposed side, there should be no room for compromise and fear of what people think. This goes into what I. It's so many messages from the Murdoch murders documentary that I made reference to yesterday. This is why I said there, there are just a multitude of applications for us standing up to people who are trying to bully us or silence us. Or for some reason, we might have fear of being on their bad side. I've got to tell you, at my age, I'm, I just refuse to suck up to anybody. I don't care who it is. If you have done something wrong don't look for me just because we're friends acquaintances I support you politically whatever it is I'm not gonna lie for you and I'm not going to continue to shill for you and I'm not going to be shy about that if you're wrong you're wrong I might even call you out publicly if need be this shows part of the problem and, and I haven't talked about this at length Maybe one day I will. But I'm telling you, folks, there is something, you know, before we go on these crusades about Democrats and corruption, we really need to do some serious self-examination. The whole industry that is supposedly conservative, first off, I would say much of it is not conservative. The other part are people who are just trying to make a buck. And we've got to be honest about that. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Cochran Radio Program, over on the text line. Ah, this text really disturbs me. Well, first, share this. Vince Sean Hannity only cares about Sean Hannity. I've thought so for years. We also had this. You don't have to believe it, Vince, but this country was built on bad people. For their own preservation, self-preservation, they did bad things to other people. Thank you. So, sir or ma'am, if you really believe this, if you honestly believe this in your heart, there's really only one principled thing you can do, and that is deport yourself. I'm serious about this. I'm not being smart aleck or hateful or anything like that. If you really believe this country is built on bad people, and I would also ask you, why are you here? Do you think you're better than our founders see this is the other part of this our self-righteousness is profoundly evident when we're willing to broad brush an entire group of people we don't even know and yet we somehow excuse ourselves so I'm just saying to you, if you are here and you are experiencing the fruit of this bad country built by bad people, then doesn't that make you also bad? I'm just saying. You see, when it comes to self-interest, how principled are we? All of these people who are vilifying the fathers, the founding fathers, they think what they've done is so terrible and so horrible. Well, take a stand. Move. Go somewhere else. Go to a country that's pure and where they have no blood on their hands and they've not done anything wrong. Go do it. just want to make you aware of that I'm not trying to get rid of you or anybody else my appeal is that we all carry a whole lot more humility than we have right now which is a good lead-in to where we're going in the race discussion so that we will begin right now as a matter of fact there's so much content here and I hope That I'm able to get to a good part of it here. As you know, there's a controversy brewing about one Scott Adams. If you don't know Scott Adams, he is the man who does Dilbert. Newsweek has this story. A poll involving black people has set the internet on fire. This is where this all started. Dilbert comic strip creator Scott Adams... Continue to experience repercussions for comments he made recently that many have deemed to be racist. Adams made the remarks during a YouTube video while discussing a poll conducted by Rasmussen Reports. The poll itself has also garnered attention due to a controversial question that led to Adams' response. Let's intersperse the discussion about this with the audio from Scott Adams himself. Here is... In fact, the first piece of audio where he basically says, based on the information from this poll, a lot of black people would fit into the category of a hate group. Here is the first piece of audio.
4: So if, hate group. If, you know, Nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll. Not according to me. According to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group and I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Get, where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right? This can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population because unfortunately there, you know, there's a high correlation between the density and this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when, when he notes that the, when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference In your own quality of living based on where you live and who is there
2: (laughs) I want you to forget about the inflammatory elements of this for a moment and just think of this Scott Adams as a human being I'm thinking about if I sat down in conversation and I'd love to talk to Scott Adams and take the whole Dilbert newspaper all of the stuff away Let me just tell you what I hear here. I hear a person who sounds like I have tried. I've tried to go along with the game. And it's turned into a game of conforming and of doing all the things that the radical liberal left has told me to do. And guess what? I'm still a white racist, no matter what. I think that's what he's saying here. And this is not to defend his comments. His position is reprehensible. But I think we need to go much deeper and do some self-examination as well. We'll talk more about this straight
1: ahead. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.
2: And here we are, hour number two of our broadcast. We've started sharing with you some of the perspectives offered by the creator of Dilbert, who is in hot water for his comments, basically saying he's done with black people. In fact, here's a little more of what he had to say, basically kind of, sum it up here on this idea of trying to engage just basically scott adams saying give it up
4: so i, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of america to try to help black citizens anymore it doesn't make sense it, it's no longer a rational impulse and so i'm i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna back off from being helpful to black america because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like I've been doing it all my life. And I've been, the only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. The, the, it's over. Don't, don't even think it's worth trying. Totally not trying. And there we go. There you we didn't go. You expect that today, did you? <laughs> you know, this is... But those who don't want to focus on education, you just need to get away from them. Just get as much distance as you can.
2: This is sad. Now, people can, you know, and I see the reaction to this.
1: Well, this racist guy, yeah, I'm glad they took his cartoon off.
2: And I don't look at it that way. I really don't. One of the unfortunate things, and I say this of life in general, one of the things we do not like, and, and, and I this has been a growing process for me, to learn how to be in process with people. Let me, let me explain what I mean by this. It means recognizing everybody's on a journey. They may not be where they need to be today. To, you know, today... But hopefully, depending on who the person is, hopefully many of us are on a path toward becoming better people. And along the way, sometimes we're going to screw up. And sometimes our humanness is going to come out in ways that are going to be uncomfortable for people. I think that's what happened here. Do I think Scott Adams is a racist? I don't know. I really don't. And some people, oh, I can't believe you don't know. He's off. He sees her. I don't. I can't be convinced of that. I think this man is frustrated and hurt. And he sees a sense of futility about even bothering to engage on this issue. I get it. Because there are people, without communicating the garbage, the nasty, hateful things that he said... There are people I've heard express similar things in more of a sense of resignation and sadness, not anger, but just What do I do? I've tried everything and no matter what I say or don't say Somebody gets offended And that's really unfortunate Vince, I appreciate you. I agree with your assessment of Dilbert. He's categorizing an entire race of people on a poll. You freaking kidding me? See, we need to talk to, to folks about these kinds of issues and be real. This is not about excusing anything. This texture says, hey, you can justify with him, but you can't. When black people say the same things he's saying. Uh Yeah. Yep. Vince, if you turn off the news and talk to your neighbors, you'll find out our country is far more harmonious than you're being told. Amen. Yep. This is true. I'm a black man. I think there's a lot of white people who feel exactly like Scott. Instead of saying it, they smile in your face every day. See, I don't encourage that either. Let's have real conversation. But... See if you're gonna. If you want that real conversation, you're gonna have to be willing to listen to the Scott Adams and say, "Hey, listen, I hear your frustration, your hurt. You got to slow your roll. First, you got to deal with your own bitterness and hatred in your heart. You've got to deal with that. But let's talk about. Hey, I'm not one of those people that you're describing. I'm not that." But the sad thing is, this is what our media puts gasoline on, because they fuel both sides of this, and both sides are dead wrong. The folks who are promoting what I think is black, black supremacy and black idolatry, they're wrong. The people who are supporting black, supporting white supremacy, they're wrong too. For real, Vince. Hashtag sellout. That's why you have so many disputes with black callers calling in. Tell me. Call in. I want you to call in and tell me where I'm wrong on this. I've not in any way condoned what he has said. At the same time, I understand his sentiment, where he's coming from and why. Fully understand it. The question is, do we want to get to the bottom of this, or do we want to just play a game of conflict? Let's talk about this poll. Rasmussen. 53% of black people surveyed agree with the statement, it's okay to be white. Think about that for a moment. That's the poll. Among black respondents, 53%, they agree with the statement, it's okay to be white. The Newsweek story says Adams seemingly misinterpreted the results when he said nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people. That's because 47% did not respond by saying they disagree with the statement. 26% responded, they disagree. 21% replied, not sure. Okay. Okay. This to me, tell you if you have any sense of uncertainty about whether it's okay to be white, see, and this is where they're trying to split hairs. If you cannot unequivocally affirm a white person is white, just like you want to be affirmed as a black person, if you can't do that without taking a breath, you need to examine your heart, period. This is where I say Scott Adams has a point. This should not be 53%. This should be 100%. Do you understand what I'm saying here? But the media is not going to discuss this at all. Because this is where the discussion started. And can you understand why somebody would feel a sense of futility seeing this poll and thinking, okay, nearly half of the people are either not sure, or they disagree with the sentiment, it's okay to be white. And again, turn that around. And ask people that same question about being black. And you know you would be offended if people took the same view. You know it. This is disgusting, folks. And this is why there has to be a transcendent View And it has to come, I believe, from Christians who have their heads mostly in the kingdom of God and not in a color camp or a political camp. I'm going to tell you more about what this means as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Over on the text line, Dilbert creator simply held up the mirror. The media doesn't like what they saw. But we also have this. Vince, get your freaking head out of the sand. Even Ray Charles can see that this idiot is a straight-up redneck. Do you see the anger, the bitterness? Do you see how? And this is why I've said this is where genuine Christians have to be the people To make the difference here to break the cycle of hatred because this is what happens you get Scott Scott Adams comments and then you'll have hateful reactions to what people believe is hate directed toward them and there's no end to it it just goes back and forth and the media loves this because it's clicks It's viewers, it's listeners, it's readers. That's the dirty secret. They are the ones who love these things. What I love is when this cycle is broken. And we all do some self-examination first. This is why we're told to get the freaking plank out of our own eye before we start looking for the speck in somebody else's. Because I guarantee you, the people are really upset with what I had to say today. And I don't mind saying this to you. Some of you have serious issues with bitterness and hatred toward white people. Are there white people within the sound of my voice? You have racism in your hearts? I'm sure. It all needs to be addressed. But I will tell you, the media has taken a side. And they justify racism. This, this is where this has changed in my lifetime. In the 1970s, as I was growing up, the concern was about equality. Now, it's about taking white people down and being hateful. And you know part of what I in in the material I'm going to go through next it's it's going to blow your mind I have to really ask the question too who the hell has the right to determine what is black and what is white I heard this phrase years ago called the soul patrol people go around and determine who is black and who's not and then we have colorism within the black community Just yesterday. In fact, do I have the social media post? I I saw someone post something because they were offended by white, light-skinned black people. That's a thing. There are people who think they're not genuinely black because they might pass for white. Do you see where we're going with this, folks? There's no end to it. And a lot of people in the black community will never... Honestly, look at their own colorism and hatred and recognize, you know what? That's in me. And before I open my fat trap, I need to get this stuff out of my own heart. Scott Adams posted talking about his Dilbert cartoon being canceled from society after his comments about black people. This was all predictable. Of course it was. And again, I do not excuse his comments. They were stupid comments. These are the kind of comments, if you're trying to work this through and share how you feel, you talk about with a friend, with an idea of redemption. Help me. This is what's missing from what he's expressed. I don't know where he is in his heart. I really don't. But the next thing needs to be, I feel this. And I need help overcoming this. Ben Shapiro. What Scott Adams said was racist. And here's the thing. If you substituted the word white for black in his rant, you would immediately be given a top editorial post at the New York Times. Ben Shapiro is right. right. You can get away with that. If the shoe's on the other foot. Surprisingly, Jesse Lee Peterson. He actually says this is the absolute truth. What Scott Adams says. He had to have known all the coward newspapers would drop his Dilbert comic strip. I admire Scott Adams for doing it anyway. Jesse Lee Peterson. He's black, by the way. I want to get to something else as part of Transformation Tuesday and my call to Christians, which is something I've always said in this program. We've got to transcend the labels. Black, white, Republican, Democrat, and focus on kingdom. I'm going to give you an example of what happens when we don't do this. There's a woman, Liz Coolidge Jenkins, and sadly a friend of mine posted this. And I'm burdened for her because I think she has been drinking this really nasty Kool-Aid. The headline of this alone. I just wanted to barf. Christians for Social Action. I fasted from white authors for Lent. Now, don't get me started on Lent. That's another story altogether. But here's what she said. A year or so ago, Ash Wednesday 2021 approached. I considered whether there was anything I wanted to give up for Lent. Past year's choices included chocolate, meat, Facebook. Not sure what was most difficult of the three. As I thought about it last year, however, I thought about how much I've been reading. When I graduated from seminary in 2019, I was quite aware the vast majority of my seminary-assigned readings were written by men. And so after graduating, I intentionally sought out female authors. Unfortunately, partly because I'm white and partly because of my circles are white-dominated and partly because living in the U.S. means dealing with white supremacy See, I, this is the kind of thing I would be not inclined to read the rest of this article. Because it's trash. I don't mind saying this. What this woman is writing is pure trash. Anyway, female authors. Too often means, by default, white female authors. I believe and still do believe our theology, spirituality, and communities are severely warped if we're only learning from white folks. Just as surely as things are severely warped if we're only learning from men. But it didn't necessarily come naturally to put this belief into practice. So for Lent 2021, I fasted from white authors, not because all white authors are bad, just like Facebook isn't necessarily bad. Chocolate isn't bad, but because they were vastly overrepresented in my reading. And that's a problem. It's a bigger problem that 40 days of fasting can solve, but Lent can be a place to start. When I speak of fasting from white authors, feel free to replace authors with podcasters or preachers. The point is to consider when we're listening to, learning from, regarding as experts. We need this kind of practice, Lent or otherwise. Wealthy white Christian men, the ones who have disproportionately shaped the Western Christian tradition for so long, have gotten us into complex mess of white supremacists. Hyper-capitalist patriarchy. Now, boy, we could have a whole show on this stupid nonsense. I I mean, I hate to say this. This is moronic, this whole piece. Sometimes our reflex is to turn to the same wealthy white Christian men to lead us out of this mess, to take us somewhere new. But often, they are not able to. We need different thought leadership. We need the wisdom and spiritual authority of those who've been on the underside of power structures and know the things that only those on the underside know. See, this is interesting. So the assumption that everybody in the underside, they're good. And sp- see, this, this is also spiritually... This is spiritually, intellectually unsound. Because the assumption is, if somebody is white, even though she did not declare this, she's really saying that they're all bad. We're, we're going to continue this and try to clean up this mess. And I want to get into the way we need to go as we continue. Stay with us.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now, back to Vince.
2: I want to quickly get back to this. This uh, post from Christians for Social Action. Liz Coolidge Jenkins, you know, bless her heart, bless her soul. And, and I just want to say this to, to kind of couch my remarks. If she is a white supremacist, by all means, please get on your knees and repent in sackcloth and ashes. If that's you and who you were, you need to. I want to share more of this because, I mean, this re- I find this article disturbing. I really do. What does it look like to respect qualified women of color as thought leaders instead of waiting to turn to them in dire times as saviors? What does it look like to recognize the ideas we have, we have to help our communities might just benefit all communities? What does it lo- look like to recognize we are more than warriors, more than survivors? We are innovators and leaders. Authors of color, especially female authors of color, are helping me think in new ways. They're helping me become aware of the things I was and am missing. They're the people best equipped to lead us out of the things that have not served us well and forward together into something new. By the way, who do you hear on this program talking about diversity all the time? I've told you for years. We need diversity of thought. We need diversity of race, culture, all of it, and especially in the church. And I've said this, if what we're doing is propagating something that is all white, all black, whatever it is, we need to stop. But this needs to be something that is relational and organic, not something imposed or shamed into. There's a difference. Let me continue this. If Lent is a time of repentance, fasting from white authors can help us repent from white supremacy, from colonialist and imperialist ways of being. If Lent is a season of lament, then fasting from white authors can help us grieve our complicity in white supremacist ways of organizing our world. Can help us mourn the ways our theology and spirituality have been misshapen. Can help us limit the fullness of God we've missed out on by only listening to some voices. Remember your dust and to dust you'll return. The Ash Wednesday liturgy goes in let We remember our mortality. We reminded we don't have all the time in the world to figure out how to live given this reality. We urgently need to listen to the people who can best move us towards beloved community, justice, joy, and abundant flourishing for all people. I'm all for these things. The season of Lent is short, but Lenten fast can help us see more clearly. How we want to live throughout the year fasting from white authors for a time can help us better seek out authors of color all the time for white folks this is part of how we repent and turn away from the white supremacist ways of being that have taken root in most of us as We listen Really listen dropping our defenses being open to change. We may hear difficult things. That's okay. It's good and necessary I would also suggest though that we will Not only hear hard things, for me, my efforts to learn from people of color have also been full of joy. Authors of color are doing so much amazing work that has resonated with me, challenged me, opened my mind, ministered to me, made me angry about injustice in a way that makes me want to do something good with that anger. I've missed out on so much when I've missed out on learning from them. The white supremacist air we breathe has poisoned white people differently from people of color. But it has poisoned us all most of us are in desperate need of a detox Consider a linton fast as one small step in the right direction. I'm serious folks I really want to barf every meal from the last 24 hours after reading this claptrap Now again, I say if this is a personal thing for you if you've been breathing white supremacist air by all means repent But I <laughs> I just think this is pure nonsense. It is. Now if you've been living, like I said, anybody, any kind of bubble you've been living in, yes, please repent. Please do it. But going to the opposite well of buying into this narrative, that has been created in recent years this is not the this is not the narrative of dr martin luther king it's not even the narrative of booker t washington or others who actually lived through the worst of the times in america this is all a modern promotion that's only stirring up more anger more bitterness i love this text I read from non-white writers all the time. Whatever I read the whenever I read the Bible. <laughs> I love this. This is so good. Chris reminded us the church has no power. Because it's the most segregated day of the week. I agree. This is how we change these things. But it comes with a kingdom message, not from Karl Marx. And let me be very clear about this. When you embrace all of this garbage that has come into the black community with prominence in recent years, like critical race theory, that's where the root of all of this is. It's socialism. That's the purpose. That's the end game. So here's my takeaway from all of this. Can we take a redemptive view of all of this? Start with ourselves. Self-examination. Self-examination. What's, and for those who name the name of Christ. Lord, search my heart. Know my thoughts. Right? Is it Psalm 139 talks about this? And, and recognizing that we can't trust our hearts. Spirit of God needs to reveal this. And I hope many of you, I hope all of you have friends around you who will call you out. And this is why I do encourage. Have a diverse set of friends and relationships, different races, representing everything in society. And I do mean everything except criminals. Forget about criminals. You know what I mean, though. So you can be a well-rounded person. I'm all for that. And figure out what's the redemptive thing that can be developed from this. Rather than the media that just wants to, you know, the drive by media, they want to come by and they want to pour gasoline on the fire, so it'll generate news stories for longer. And keep this thing alive for another fifty years. I want to see redemptive redemptive forces brought to bear on all of these issues. And so we have people on the other side. So we're all better people in the end. What do you think? Stay with us. I want to give you a heads up on something that uh, we're going to try to talk about tomorrow. And this is the student loan lawsuit. It's gone before the Supreme Court. This is the executive decision by the president to forgive student loans. Does he have the authority to just unilaterally do this? I refer all of us back to Schoolhouse Rock. How a bill becomes law. (laughs) I mean, this is so basic, folks. What we have done to the presidency, the Founding Fathers would just absolutely, they would be blown away to watch. Where do these powers come from? All of these executive powers that are being just exercised so freely. I promise we'll get some calls, because we've got so many people who've been waiting patiently, beginning with Al out of the sprawling metropolis of Gaffney, South Carolina. Good morning, Al.
3: Good morning, Vince. I believe if people uh will Live twenty four hours in my shoes, they would give up the race argument all the time. Being blind, it's, n- it's not a very cool thing. Not you know, waking up in the mornings, not be able to see the sun, not be able to see the flowers. They should be grateful. It took a lot of national, you know, several different nationalities and races to build our country, and that still continues today. I hear you, Al. Um, I it does I- a- aggravate me is all y'all invisible people always getting in the way, leaving stuff where you're not supposed to and stuff like that. That's never mentioned, though, is
2: it? How much awareness do we have about things like that for people like you? And where, where are your advocates? They're not on TV every night, are they?
3: No. I have many African-American and white friends that's dear friends of mine. They always got my back, always looking out for me. There's good and bad in every race. It don't matter what it is.
2: So, I hear you. Al, you know what? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I yes. so appreciate who you are. In fact, I'd like you to stay on the line, because I'd like to get some information from you to follow up at some point. Uh, quickly go out to Lancaster, South Carolina, and Brian, you got about a minute or so, Brian.
5: Great. Can you hear me all right? I've got you. Great. Um, I just wanted to say, I grew up in an Air Force town in Nebraska. And where I grew up, I grew up with all races of people. And when I grew up, and again, like you, it was in the 1970s. And so everybody I grew up with, you know, in the neighborhood was your friend. It didn't matter... The race, the creed, anything. It was who you grew up with and played with. And I was lucky to grow up with, you know, all races, creeds, colors, you name it, and I grew up with them. And, um, to hear Scott Adams, like you said, I understand kind of where he was going with. I don't appreciate what he said and how he said it. But, um, you know, I watched an episode of uh, Dr. Phil recently, and he had a couple women on there, and they were women of color, and their whole thing was, if you're white, you're racist. It doesn't matter anything. And I took offense to that, because I don't care what your race is, and in fact, Vince, I want to tell you that you are absolutely one of my favorite people on the radio, because you give, you don't toe a party line, you give your views, and they make sense to me. And so number one, I want to thank you for that. But number two, not every white person is racist. and, And to say that, I think that is kind of where maybe Scott Adams was coming from.
2: Yeah, the, the way people have been broad-brushed in recent years, I don't know you, I, I want to get to one more call here, but I want to ask you quickly, Brian, do you agree with me that in recent years, this racial thing has not gotten better? In recent years, it's gotten worse, hasn't it?
5: Oh, a, a thousand percent.
2: It's, it's become inflammatory. It's not about reconciliation anymore. It's really about... Um, you know, it's it's about war. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Brian, great to hear from you. Please do call again sometime. Uh, Mickey, uh, we're going to have to close with you. You only have about 30 or 40 seconds here. Make it quick.
3: Okay, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, you, you have two types of people, and I may have heard this on your show or one of the other shows, or my wife may have told me, But half the people look at a glass as half full. They're happy to go to work. They're happy to do their job. They're happy to have a job. They appreciate freedom. And they're basically what I think of as good people. The other half is a, a victim type of person that covets. Uh, what other people have been able to do or have mm. or whatnot, they, yep. even if they're successful, they they spend all their effort trying to keep up or ahead of the Jones.
2: Yep, you're, you're, a, you're right on it. Uh, Mickey, um, I hate to say it. we've got to go do call again sometime, but you've hit right on the heart of the challenge, which much of this in recent years has been driven by envy and and bitterness and revenge. And these are not things to build anything on. Certainly not a life. Thanks for joining us today. Lord William. we're we'll back tomorrow, same time. Have such a great day, and God bless you. Adios.
1: This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.